Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of the Lord to which I direct your attention for our learning this morning is taken from John chapter 8, verses 42 through 47. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own, God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. How can you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. This is the word of our Lord. In the name of the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, our Savior, my dear friends, Fishing is a popular pastime here in the land of 10,000 lakes. It is a year-round activity even here in the cold north. In the summertime, you can head out on the lake on a balmy day and drop your line into the water. Or in the winter, you can drive your truck out on a two-foot-thick sheet of ice, auger a hole through it, and drop a line in there. But actually, catching fish involves more than just tying a hook to a line and dropping it in the water. Fish may look stupid, but they are smart enough not to bite on a plain barbed piece of steel. So a good fisherman needs to be skilled in the art of deception. He needs to disguise the hook inside something the fish might consider food. One method involves the use of live bait, like worms, leeches, and minnows. But the problem is, live bait becomes dead bait. Worms, minnows, and leeches eventually stop moving on the hook, or they can be stolen off the hook by a wily fish. And so fishermen have invented devices called lures. These are made of plastics, metals, wood, and rubber, and they are designed and painted to mimic the motion and look of worms, fish, frogs, and insects. And the more lifelike and natural they make them appear, the more effective the lures are. Today we are beginning a series of sermons focusing on Satan's deceptions. His ultimate goal is to lure us away from fearing, loving, and trusting God above all things. This morning in John chapter 8, verses 42 through 47, Jesus exposes for us the contents of Satan's tackle box. And like an expert fisherman, he uses his baits and lures to hook us so he can land us in everlasting darkness with him. But that's not what Jesus wants for you. It's not what he wants for me. To unhook us from Satan's death line and keep us swimming free in the ocean of life and the life of his grace, he has given us his word. In this portion of Jesus' word, the Holy Spirit inspired John to record for us. Jesus was speaking to his Jewish countrymen. They thought they were God's children when they were actually Satan's children. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? 
because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. While at a potluck a couple of years ago, I was chatting with a, a member when a three-year-old wrapped his arm around my leg and stood there sucking his thumb for one or two minutes. And during that time, I was listening to the other person talking to me. And when the time came for me to speak in response, the child looked up in absolute terror and startled to see that I was not his actual father. So how was it that so many people during Jesus' ministry thought they were holding on to God's leg when in reality they were holding on to Satan's leg? Listen to what Jesus has to say about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Satan's tackle box is filled with all kinds of alluring lies. He fools people into thinking they are actually following God's voice by sounding like God. Consider the third commandment, where we are told, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Many Jews condemned and rejected Jesus for healing people on the Sabbath. In their eyes, he was doing work. He was violating the Sabbath and rejecting the voice of God. And don't the Jewish objections to Jesus' healing work sound godly? They do on the surface. It sounds like they're upholding the commands of God, while Jesus is not. But let's take a closer look at the Sabbath law, and let's listen more carefully to the voice of God. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 3, the Lord says, There are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work. Wherever you live, it is a Sabbath to the Lord. And so the full picture of the Sabbath is this. It was a day for people to set aside their work and to gather at the temple or the synagogue to hear about God's work. God's work in the past for them and the work that God promised to do for them in the future. But Satan lured them into turning the Sabbath upside down. Yes, he sounded like God at first when he said, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Yes, set aside your work. But the Jews focused on their work during the Sabbath instead of God's work. Satan duped them, he lured them, he fooled them. And they swallowed his lie, hook, line, and sinker. They failed to realize that by healing people on the Sabbath, Jesus, as the Son of God, was displaying the gracious work of God. He was fulfilling the very purpose of the Sabbath. Satan deceives with lies. And brothers and sisters, if a statement is partially false, the whole statement is false. And that's why Satan loves half-truths. Sayings like, God helps those who help themselves, or God hates sin but loves the sinner. The truth is, God not only condemns sin, he condemns sinners. And that gives the false impression then that God is simply going to discard our sin, but, but sinners, well, they're okay in God's sight. But nothing could be further from the truth. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And the truth is, God does not love us because of who we are. God loves us because of who he is. God is love. And then when it comes to God helping those who help themselves, 
But that does sound wise at first. You think of people who have been given gifts and abilities to provide for themselves and their families. They don't make use of those gifts and abilities, so they starve. Or they get kicked out of their their homes. They get evicted because they can't pay the rent. And so for that reason, it sounds like it fits that God helps those who help themselves. But it doesn't fit when it comes to our salvation. There is not a single thing you and I can do to remove one ounce of our guilt before God. It sticks to us and we are helpless. And so the truth is that God helps the helpless. All our righteous acts are like filthy dregs. And yet, Jesus Christ is the gift of God through whom we have forgiveness for all our sins. It's all his work, not ours. Here are some practical examples for how Satan's lies play out in our lives. Several years ago, I was talking with a pastor, and he shared the story of a member of his, an elderly shut-in, who had never been married, and she was confident that she was going to heaven because she was a virgin. Satan had fooled her with his lies, and Satan had appealed to her particularly through her pride saying, look at who you are. Look at what you've given up in your life. You've given up marriage. You've given up the fulfillment of a married life. And Satan was using that now to tempt her and to trick her into believing she was going to get into heaven because of what she had done. And he led her away from trusting in what Christ had done. On another occasion during my vicar year, the internship year that we have in our pastoral training programs in the wells, I spoke with a woman who was convinced that God could not forgive her because she had attempted suicide. And once again, Satan, as an expert fisherman, was appealing to her conscience. Satan knows his fish. He knows that there are certain people he can tempt better with pride issues and others he can tempt better with with their conscience issues. And in both cases, Satan had led people away from confidence and hope in God's work and in God's love for them. Satan has a tackle box full of lies. And just as a fisherman uses one sort of lure for a walleye and another sort of bait for a sunfish, so Satan knows his fish. And he has tailor-made temptations for you and for me. And so what's to keep us from swallowing the devil's lies and clinging to his leg as our father? Well, see if you can find the answer in these words of Jesus. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. The truth is our only defense against Satan's lies. Jesus said, I have come speaking the truth. And then he goes on and he says, I have come and I'm only speaking what the Father has given me to speak. And so what is the tool that God has given to us for, to use so that we can steer clear of and identify and expose the lies of Satan? What's his word of truth? And God's word is so powerful that it creates reality. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Satan's words don't have such power. 
In fact, his words are empty. They're fake. Remember what Eve, or what Satan said to Eve in the garden? He said to her, In the day you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will certainly not die. She did die. His words were not reality. They don't create reality. They don't control reality. God's words do. And so when God says all our righteous acts are like filthy rags, they are. When he says Jesus died for all, he did. Even if you try to end your own life, the reality is in Christ you have been reconciled to God by the blood of Jesus. So compare the word of God with everything you hear and believe. Can we find security in money? Satan says you can. Jesus says life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And history proves Jesus right. Many a fortune has been lost, but no one and no thing can undo Jesus' sacrifice for you or destroy the treasure Jesus has stored up for you above. You have security in Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, Satan is a liar. He is a murderer of souls. And as long as this earth remains, he will be fishing with his lies to hook the children of God and pull them out of God's family and saving faith. But Jesus is greater than Satan. He has given us his word of truth. If we listen to him, we will never find ourselves holding on to the wrong leg. Amen.